Ready when you are. Okay. Um, hi, friend. We have to talk about I Know What You Did Last Summer, the TV We series. have to. We have to talk about it so much that we've decided to be an episodic podcast um, covering I Know What You Did Last Summer, the Amazon Prime television show. Like, we decided it last night, late into the night. Mm-hmm. And our then and then this is the subsequent day we are now recording mini sods, uh, episode by episode to talk about this show. Because I'm, why? It's yeah. important. It's important. It's important. Yeah, it's important that this show has on Amazon a two point eight star rating. Can you fucking believe that? Two point eight. Here's the, the thing: if we weren't here carrying the torch for this show, who would do it? Who would do it? Who would do it? Not Decider, because trust me, I read those recaps. They don't like episode two. They decided, (laughs) no, not for them. And this show is very, what we've discovered, what I have discovered at least from Twitter, and I think you can speak to this too, it's very polarizing. Yeah, it is. It's like, you're either, I, I feel like, because uh, I most are, I, I haven't seen like a ton of positive reviews, but the, the ones I have, like I have seen a few um, and it just it's I feel like you're either buying into the thing that it's doing and you're going to meet it on its level, which is what we specialize in here. Or you're going to like approach it from like a really rigorous, critical mindset and it's not going to work for you. It's not going to do it for you. And, and and you can't really get on board after you've decided to make that commitment to evaluating it on those stats. But I am Working within the terms and conditions of the I Know What You Did Last Summer television show, I'm all in. Yes. I'm all I, in. Here it is. Here's all my chips. I am Jennifer Tilly at the poker table. <laughs> yes. Here it is. I'm pushing it. Poker up. champion and Jennifer Tilly I, at the table. I, I I felt compelled to make an Amazon review because I – and I, by the way, I've only done this twice. Like one time has been yeah. Life Size 2 and this yeah. because those are both two uh, unfairly maligned pieces of queer horror. Uh, yeah. And so – you know, with life size two being Tyra Banks, uh, yes, that life size. So yes. with this, I said I called it, you know, well written queer horror, and somebody on Twitter responded, and they're like, "Well, well, well written queer horror, sign me up." And I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, I'm in." Well, hold on, actually, let me like like with a preface. <laughs> I, <laughs> Let's put an asterisk on that. And let me break that down a little bit. And so for you at home, this is what you need to know: Did you like Pretty Little Liars? Yep. Do you like horror? Yeah. If you answered yes to both of those questions, this show is for you. Yeah, follow that flow chart. The answer is watch. Watch. I know what you did last summer. The show. Uh, do, are you? Do you want this to be hereditary? Did you, <laughs> yeah. Were you hoping this was like a Harmony Corinne version of I know what you did last summer? I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what you're coming in with, but it yeah. seems like a lot of people really expected this to be high art. I'm confused by the response. This movie saw what the bar was, and it was like we're going to go just a little bit above that. And I think too that I think it like I saw a a headline from I think one of the trade reviews that was like like you know I know what you did last summer the series fails to even capitalize on nostalgia and I think an important thing about what's happening in this show is to me it is playing into my nostalgia almost zero percent. Yes, this show is actually I think zero percent interested in your like did you like Jennifer Love Hewitt in this movie emotions? It's not like and honestly. Kind of thank God for that. Yes. Like we, we know that the, we know that particularly like this is kind of the Blumhouse formula. They take an element or some multiple elements from pre-existing property, bring them into update. And it includes like these Easter eggs or homages or like direct ties to the legacy property that they then build out into. Like, you know, we bring back Halloween, but it's not just like we're bringing it back new cast. We're bringing back Laurie Strode kind of thing. Right. We're bringing back. Jamie Lee Curtis like take that uh, take that cell of something and go from there and this show is entirely uninterested in my um 
old like further end millennial attachment to this property and is like here's a conceit we can follow and it's the conceit of i know what you did last summer so let's kind of do our own thing entirely it bears did you stand total resemblance did you stand julian ray this show doesn't give a fuck yeah do you use that gif what are you waiting for they don't they don't care they don't care and i am here for that because I'm in an so, age I'm that so is so happy about it. everything is peddling nostalgia yeah, I I, f- I find it to be so refreshing to have a concept that is that a, a a concept that is so could so easily feel stale be this yeah. fresh. Now I going into it, I will say, did you see the third one? I'll I always have, know. I have, what you did I have last watched summer. three. We're gonna go one by one with this. No, no, in no. I mean, episode format. But I'm just I'm just letting oh, the people know. Uh, but I I am I am not as far as you. I have watched three. There are four available. You have watched all of them. Five is coming up soon. But I'm not gonna talk about anything two or three in this episode. I'm just gonna give you one related, yeah. and I'm not gonna speculate until we get farther. Exactly. But what I what I want to know is, have you seen? I'll always know. We did last summer the aughts like sort of remake. But yes, I watched it. I think just recently terrible and it mo- yeah I, I i said i think just recently because it mostly left my mind immediately it as it should so yeah. you know right now where the where the franchise stands like there aren't gonna be, i i don't understand how there like, would be fans it, it becomes or, like a fully supernatural regenerating killer right yeah and I, and on I a ski know, lift yeah, yeah exactly in, in the summer <laughs> i just i gotta say what Okay, so just a quick rundown of where we're at with the show, though. James Wan is one of the nine EPs on this. There are so many EPs on this show. So many. But one of the EPs is Sarah Goodman, whose production body of work also includes Gossip Girl. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. Yeah. For me, the original Gossip Girl. Yes. So uh, if you liked aughts-era Gossip Girl and you were like, what if this had murder? Yeah. You came to the right place. Which to me is why this show immediately, like, I immediately was more open-minded to this show as the opening minutes were unfolding than I was about the Gossip Girl reboot. And Same. I think that, and like, we've talked, you know, off off pod about the euphoria inflections of this show. To me, kind of the, the new gold standard for how these, like, salacious, sexy teen shows work. Yes. Like, especially when there's a murder mystery element is the Spanish show Elite. It is, like, you know, fabulous, glamorous uh, high school, rich prep school kids, and there's a murder, and then it's everything that cascades along with that. I think, to me, that is doing present-day teen, torrid romance murder better than anything else, and sort of everything else exists in the shadow. This is, like, this is, like, this is dabbling its paintbrush in a lot of those things, and not, like... It's not going full tilt like Elite. It's not going full tilt like Euphoria. It's like somehow a watered down version of both of those things that to me feels entirely satisfying for what it is. Yes. I, as I said to you previously, it's like they took 10% of Euphoria and yeah. they were like, what if we made this pulp? They yeah. put glitter on a character's face and they were like, here it is. It's 2021. Yep, we here are it fresh. is. We understand teens. We we are teens. That is I that is the first episode of this of the show revolves around the party, which hilariously, well, we begin on a a opening melodramatic monologue from our heroine. Um, we'll call her like she's Lennon, she's Allison, she's all of the twins. I'm sure you're sitting there right now thinking you know who you are. Who your friends are. I thought I knew. I was wrong. 
she's giving some melodramatic monologue while she's driving around the windy roads of an island uh, in the, like, Hawaiian island chain. And first of all, when this opened in Hawaii, I immediately texted you. I was like, the show is set in fucking Hawaii. Like, that to me was, like, number one move that was like, we don't actually want your nostalgia for the first go round of this because that like northeastern fishing village was so quintessential yeah. to how that show worked to not take us back there and put us in a fucking tropical island destination right. we go from that voiceover we learn that our, our protagonist has so much angst and then we pour ourselves right into the fateful party night of graduation the year before set during the flashback of time period quote last summer we get a title card on the bottom of the screen that says quote last summer not just last summer with quotes around it and i was like you know what i don't know why but i love this i can't explain why but i fucking love this i will say if you are if you listen to our super psycho sweet 16 episode and i urged you to watch past the first minute because mm-hmm. that's where it loses people is like that mm-hmm. i will say please watch past this opening monologue it it the, the opening monologue is like one of those, like, I know what you're thinking right now. And, and you're like, oh, no. And then it's like, you know, like, I don't know who I am, but none of us know who we are, but you know who you are. And I'm like, Yeah, but oh, if you oh, say shit. you know who you are, you're fucking lying to yourself. Yeah. I thought I did, too. I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's that. guys, it's, it's that. But I will say, hang in there, because I actually think the opening monologue is self-aware. Not in episode one, but hang in there. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we are in Hawaii and our protagonist, when we meet her, uh, we are introduced to her as Lennon, but that's a bit complicated because when we go to the quote, last summer party scene, high school graduation, the group of friends, we are introduced to teens. This show is giving you Gen Z. And I, my, my biggest issue really that I've had so far in the, the episodes that I've watched is how heavily they lay on the teen in the pilot to where it's like, guess what? We're 30 something years old, but yes, we're writing teens and we know how they talk. Like I'm not saying teens don't say T, but the way that the teens in this show say like, okay, T is like, okay, this feels like adults writing for children. Someone just won the cool dad award. This one taught me everything I know. T. And the way there's just like, I, I love the like the immediate naming of kindly attractive Johnny as like being a, a queer boy. But like when his friend runs at him and is like, Johnny, get over here, my stunning queer king. <laughs> Did you just meet him? Are you, why are you reintroducing your friend to yourself as you run up to him in this room, but for to telegraph to us that he is a queer boy? And fine. Meanwhile, I'm like, yes! Yeah, yeah. I and like, hey, glad, tell- hey, I'm glad he is that. I am glad Handsome Johnny is a queer boy. Also, I love when Gen Z people call me king. Yeah. We've you know, I like that. that. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. So I was like, okay, yes, Johnny, king, got it. Stunning queer king, check. And also yeah. around this party, Queer, queer, queer. Because every hot yeah. girl that you meet is going to have a moment where she kisses, like, another one of the hot girls. Yeah. Like, or or dances on her in a sexy way while having a conversation yeah. about, like, something else. Like, it's very, like, uh, the apathy at this party is just, like, yeah. or, like, the angst. A lot of A-words, you know? But, like, while looking very sexy. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of A-words. I'm here for that. It is what I, I really enjoy about this party scene is that ambient queerness. Like, hey, yes. guess what? Everybody, all these children here are kind of fluid and that's chill. Like, they're that. fine with it. It's they nail just it. In the, it's in the air. 
it's they're they're just loving up and touching up on each other. The only thing that doesn't make sense in this episode, and t- as far as I'm concerned, the entire series so far Drag is him. the character of, of of fucking Dylan. Here we go. Is the character of fucking Dylan? We have all of these gorgeous, sexually fluid teens, all and these for queer some babies. reason, all these queer babies, and for some reason, it is they want to fuck forced, this. It is forced upon us that Dylan yeah. is somehow the heartthrob. Like we, unreal. We will, we Guys. will hear multiple times in this show about like how he's the sweetest, kindest, gentlest, most giving. And the only, as far as I'm concerned, the only indication of that we have is that he refuses to do the kill portion of Fuck, Mary Kill. When you hit someone, you're oh, supposed yeah. to call the police. We all know you're the fucking good guy, Dylan. Like there's absolutely no demonstration of the person that Dylan is purportedly, the character he purportedly is. So we just have to rely on people telling us awkwardly these like details about how nice he is. But it's like, there's no fucking evidence of this. He's just weird, sad downer boy. And for some reason, all these hot girls want to fuck him. What's going on? Now, to clarify, though, it is two hot girls that want to fuck him. And well, one of them is doing it out of rivalry. Well, no, so, because his best friend clearly wants to fuck him, too. You think so? Yeah. Oh, God, absolutely. The way she oh, looks wait, at him. Oh, you're right, you're right, The way you're she's right. constantly, she the way Riley, drug dealer Riley, who is gorgeous you're and right. sassy. Oh, God, she, she's too like, good for him. She's too good for him, and we meet her, and she like she sweeps him up, and she's like, "You have to go help me sell drugs," because she's a drug dealer, and she's like wrapping her arm around him, and the fuck Mary kill thing comes up because she like brings it up that she wants to play. He's like, "Ugh, I hate that game," because he always sounds like this. And Riley's like, "That's because you just never want to kill anybody." And then she's like, "Okay, but fuck Mary kill. How about?" And then she stands there waitingly, being like, "Me, I want you to pick me. I want you to say you want to fuck or marry me." And he just goes, "Uh, Hitler." And it's okay. like, okay, shut down. And then there's twin Allison, sad twin Allison, who's wanted to be with him since they were children. And then there's uh, racy twin, uh, devil may care twin, uh, Lennon, who's like, I'm going to fuck him because my sister won't. Because that's her emotional baggage. And before you completely move past, like the other part of Dylan's intro, other than that he won't kill anyone, is that like in the background, Mortal Kombat's playing and it's like fatality or whatever. And I'm like, oh God, okay. So they're doing this whole like, set up for yeah, we Dylan. we meet him playing video games. We, we are, meet him playing Mortal Kombat. We are steeped in, in Dylan equals death. <laughs> like either he will not, like the conversation of death is constantly around Dylan. And I'm like, okay, episode one, let's lay it on thick. Yeah. So, because, all right, let's be real. We have two twins, right? And one's supposed to be the, Allison's supposed to be the good twin, unlike Pretty no. Little Liars. Yeah, Al- Allison's supposed to be the sad twin. And Lennon is the twin that everyone loves. But, Lennon's the partying twin, like the the one that's a little bit more, she's a little bit more mean, and Allison's the one that's supposed to be considered good-natured. Like, she sits down at the dock and smokes cigarettes with Johnny, and she's like, how did we get here? I don't know that, I don't actually know that Allison is supposed to be considered good-natured. I think she's a misanthrope. Okay. I think Allison is the known, because like, the whole, like, the amount that we get in the first episode of Allison saying... You just want me to look like you. Why? So I can look like you. You just want me to look like you. And her dad's like, you should smile more. And she's like, why? So I can look like Lennon. And it's like, or maybe just, I don't know, turn that frown upside down. Like the amount of like, you know, and everybody's Dylan, I'm going to miss, you know, Lennon, I'm going to miss your face. And like everybody has either had sex with Lennon or wants to have sex with Lennon. And Lennon is presenting a facade of party girl positivity when indeed she is very sad and dark inside and has unreconciled issues clearly with the, hey there, suicide of her mother 10 years ago. She's self-harming. She's a drug addict. She uses sex for all manner of things, uh, pleasure and manipulation and uh, barter and trade. You fuck to get everything. I mean, 
grades, attention, friends, drugs. You, you fuck to fuck people over and you want me to be like that so that Dylan will like me? And then Allison is the like mute, and, and that Lennon is also the valedictorian. I love that they make the sad twin not the smart twin. Right. They make the like party girl twin whose sister calls her a slut outright basically. She's the valedictorian and Allison like struggles in school. She doesn't have friends. She talks about how everybody's bullshit. Friend, I gotta jump in because I agree with you. I agree with you about a lot of this, but I am going to fight you on this. I think this show wants us to think she's a good twin. I think the show wants us to believe in this episode that she is the sympathetic twin where Lennon is the twin that has, that is like a sociopath that because Lennon is going, allow me, allow me for a sec. Allow me. Cause the, the, what the crux of the show is we, we get, uh, Allison, it wants to fuck Dylan for whatever reason. And she's had a crush on him since she was a kid. Come on. You've wanted him inside you since like kindergarten. You were so broken. Lennon's like, I'm going to teach you how to fuck Dylan, which is already an interesting dynamic. I love this because it subverts the good and evil trope. sister thing. Good and evil twin tropes of like anything from like, you know, well, the parent trap to the parent trap. So it's like, <laughs> you know, we get, we get, we're like, oh, okay. So they're both a little bit bad, which I like that. Yeah. But Allison is like, is, is the, I, maybe I will say a lot of times there's a, there's a trope of like the dominant twin and then like the sub yes. d- twin. Like totally. Allison's the sub. And we're, we're sitting there watching her. They're giving us the emotional connection that Allison has with Dylan or mm-hmm. the, to, to, to kind of like tug our heartstrings a little. So when Lennon decides that she's going to pose as Allison and fuck Dylan, that we turn on Lennon, who is, for all other reasons, kind of the fun twin. That we should be like, yes, okay, she's the Blair Waldorf twin. She is the Blair. We are dealing with a Blair and Serena pair. Oh my God, you're right. right. Oh my God, yeah, because Serena, it's totally, as soon as I said it, it's like, oh God. You know what? Okay, yes, Serena's the the sag one, but she's not the good one. one. Okay, you know what? Here's where we agree. And that's all I meant by that. Serena and Blair. Yes, I get it. Yep. And that's all I meant by that. Well, you know, good thing we clarified this because I forevermore will look at them as Blair and Serena, and I'm here for that. And so, I that I really want that that avatar for them. So that that crystallizes this. So well, they're both they're both crying on the inside, but one is also crying on the outside more often. And the other is masking it with like snark and uh, in the case of Lennon drugs. And sex. where the show loses people, I think, is this is the is where it gains me as a, a loyal viewer. Ah, yes, I think so. We are to believe. That when Al- when Lennon decides that she's going to look like Alice, but first off, these twins show up at the party wearing the same outfit. This Second, same outfit. They have the it's same like haircut, Allison, you don't same get hair get, product. You don't get to get grumpy about how everybody wants you to be your sister and how you're not your sister and you're your own purpose person when you have literally just worn the same outfit to the party as your twin sister. Isn't she the cutest thing you ever saw? I look just like you. You both wore a white tank top. Are you kidding me? I mean, there's you, so many more ways you can do this. Like you said, they have the same exact fucking hairstyle. Same hairstyle. Same, same cut. Same little crimpy or like like yep. beach wave curls. It's like not come on, a difference. Same length. This is. You are asking for it, but yep. interestingly, when Lennon switch switches places, these people who have known these twins all their lives immediately don't know who's who. Nobody knows. They don't. They don't have an idea, friends. Nobody fucking. Is, it is so hammered into us immediately that like we've been friends our whole lives. Well, we've known you since second grade. Like we are. We were like these teens have been together yep. forever, and as soon as one of them decides to start pretending to be the other one, everyone's like, never met him, couldn't delineate him, can't Who's tell him apart. There's absolutely nothing that distinguishes these two people between. Nope, the nothing. only thing that they realize is like, Allison smokes menthols. 
Well, that's her. <laughs> that's Allison. That's her personality. That's her personality. Reason, they can't tell that Lennon is up to no good all the time. <laughs> I can't believe she can't even. By the way, Lennon can't make a cannot form a single sentence without a smirk. No, not a one. Even not when a Lennon's one. pretending to be Allison, she's still smirking. <laughs> like, don't they know? Yeah, this the actress. I believe it is Madison Eisman. Amazing. She, I, I I really enjoy the tick she really settled on to be Lennon, which is this particular way she sets her mouth and moves her mouth against her teeth yeah. when she talks and like kind of like talks really jaw forward, really chin forward. It's like okay, that's that's Lennon's thing. Mm-hmm. She's gonna smirk, and there's gonna be a lot of like mouth choreography to the way she moves. And then with Allison, she's just gonna be like. Dow, dower the entire yes. time. And oh that God. apparently is the only cue anyone has had their entire lives that they're different people. Lennon is Mary Kate. Yep. And Allison is Ashley. Okay. So what happens when they, so like Ashley finds out she gets really upset or Allison finds out she gets yep. really upset, decides she's going to walk to the beach by, from this house that's on the cliff. By the way, I don't know how, how close this water is, is unreal because she just goes out there for smoke breaks and comes back. Yeah. Looks like a 45-minute walk to me. Yeah, like, it, it, they give us a look back at the house at one point. It's like, crazy. Like, I get that everything's on the beach in Hawaii, but, like, in this particular, it's like, that's a trip to get I mean, up and, that's a fucking schlep to go up and down. she's done this twice tonight. Yeah, from that okay. bluff to that house. So, Allison's a mess. She's getting, or, or, Lenny, we Allison's believe a mess. Allison's a mess. Right. Yeah. But then, somehow, the friends think that Allison is Lennon, and so, Allison's in the car, well, they think she's Lennon because she's wearing Lennon. At that point, they think she's Lennon because she's wearing Lennon's jacket. Because they've had their... Because I think that... Oh, my God. The, I didn't even realize that's why they thought it. The jacket? They know the her clothes that the, well? Okay. They, she's wearing right. the jacket because Lennon comes in wearing, like, she has, like, You're this, right. like, camo green colored, like, cool hip jacket. And, of course, Allison shows up in the boring hoodie. And right. I love that Lennon immediately tells her this outfit is not pussy popping and makes her take off her jacket. I love and it. And it's like, let's make you look pretty. It's like you already look exactly the same. Lennon's a real so. good, bad friend. <laughs> Lennon is a, and you're so right. Lennon is a good, bad friend. Yeah, we've all had one and, and, you, and you get to enjoy that all through the pilot. <laughs> Lennon so, is going to lead you to terrible choices that you're going to have a lot of fun with. Let's blow shit up. <laughs> What's wonderful is all of her friends fit into stereotypes and then define them because like (laughs) Margot is the influencer and she's like her best friend, but she's also not just one dimensional. Like every time a millennial writes an influencer, Jesus God, Um, Riley is a drug dealer, but she also has the biggest heart. We love a drug dealer with a heart of gold. Right. Yeah. Riley's a drug dealer with a heart of gold. And Johnny is the gay best friend, but he's only gay when he says things like girl, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and then the rest of the time. He's just so looks like kind and handsome. Just the jockeyest. Yeah. Dude. I mean, he's yeah, kind, handsome, not snarky like you would expect. I mean, no. he just really is. I don't know. They're they all seem pretty wonderful, but also with like an awful edge in their like front. Like when you see who they are, you're like, oh, I could see how this person could also be awful hanging out with Lennon. Yeah. But they all kind of have a heart of gold. So. The- and I love too that I, I do love that when we meet when 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 we see the twins coming together for the first time, Allison gets to the party late. Lennon goes up to her and she's like, "Oh, it's my fucking sister." And then she walks up to her and she's like, "Hey, girl, you're here finally." Yeah. And Allison's like, "Oh, I didn't know you were friends with Margot again." And Lennon has the great line, "Oh no, Margot's a cunt." 
Yes. Allison just goes, well, so are you. So like I, that one exchange gave us yeah. so much immediately for like, oh, Everything. this is how this group of friends works. They've known each other forever. They're codependent. They sometimes hate each other. This is toxic. But like they're kind of the core of what each other had. Like that was such an explanatory statement exchange in just a few words where I was like, you know what? This is economy of language right here. Yeah. This is showing me not this is showing me not telling me. And if I may, just to they the the friends load into the car behind Allison's driving, they think she's Lennon, even though by the way, she's still being very sad and not at all funny. Very sad. There is 0% nothing she's Lennon. saying that that would that would, you know, project that. And no. then Lennon hits something, or sorry, Allison hits something. They get out and they realize, oh my God, it's her dead twin, right yeah. next to the road. And so they're like, shit. And what I like about this situation is, unlike the, I know what you did last summer, original situation where Barry kind of takes the lead and is like, ah, do this or whatever. The yeah. friends kind of turn it back to Allison playing Lemon, Lennon. And they're like, sorry, I always call her Lemon with Jake. Uh, so she, I mean, she calls her lemon in her little hallucination. I know, right? It's so cute. It's very adorable. So they turn it back to her and they're like, what do you want to do? Because yeah. basically they would be protecting her. It kind of is up to her. Like in and, that, it is really like, all right, you yeah. are driving. We will, we get to abdicate responsibility to say we didn't do anything. But also you are in the worst position of all of us here, which is that you just killed your sister while driving. I really respected that moment. I'm like, wow, this is my friend group. I feel like if I was driving, my friends would turn to me and be like, are we going to cover up this dead body or what? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? They have her back. And so I love that. She's the one who was driving the car. Do you want Lenin to go to jail? Do you? No, of course not. So they decide like they're going to go to the sea cave, which, by the way, introduces a backstory that means this could may or may not be a supernatural series. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. There is a cult of people who died and put their bodies in the sea cave and the sea cave washed them out to sea. The sea cave is also where Lennon and uh, Ash- Allison's mom killed herself. Yeah. And inside the sea cave are hand carved names of everybody who's ever died there. And yeah. nobody knows. And who we know that because Dylan did a report on it in the fifth grade, yep. which is another random thing we learn about Dylan and why really he's weird. tying the one straight person, the one straight <laughs> white guy down to death again. To death. And also while they are carrying while they're carrying um presumably, you know, who they think is dead Allison, but is actually dead Lennon into the cave, we see that someone is watching them. Mm-hmm. And a kind of spooky looking lady is watching them walk into this cave carrying a girl who's limp and then walk out not carrying that girl anymore. Presumably she has deduced that somebody was just left in that cave. We don't know neither at the end of this episode nor through the ones that I have watched what she did about that, but I suspect we're going to find out. Fun detail. Uh, Allison, or dead, real dead Lennon. Real dead Lennon. Po- that they think is Allison is left in the cave. And as she walks away, there's like a little, yeah, like her body like lets out this sound. And yeah. so uh, Riley turns back and then so does Dylan. And then neither of them check to see if she's alive. And they're neither. like, you know what? Yeah, I heard a noise, but I'm sure it's just the body making body noises. Yeah, like Riley hears what sounds very much like a breath. And instead, they are feet away. The tide is coming and they have to go, but they absolutely can walk back and one more time put a finger on a pulse to see if, oh, fuck, she's actually alive. They, they don't could. Bother. But remember, don't Allison's the sad twin and they're just mm-hmm. like, Ugh, I mean, it's a lot of work to walk back through this cave. 
I love the little ways that they like because what you would expect from in a, in the two thousands or in the millennial era is they would talk vicious shit about Allison when she's quote unquote dead next to them. Yeah, you're and, right. But this time they just kind of like. They just sort of like say what they they like they 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 make it clear that like this girl didn't really have connections with people. Right. Would you say she ran away? All she ever did was hate on everyone here. She wasn't going to college. She was she didn't have a job. Her sister was about to leave. Why would she stick around? It's not like she had any friends. It feels like this way of hearing things about herself that she was incapable of really processing. Yes. Because she was kind of like so absorbed in her own grief and this internalized competition with her sister and this internalized sense of like dad loves me less than he loves my twin sister because everybody loves Lennon because she's hot and fun and she smiles all the time and this, that, the other. What is there left to take? You already took it all. You know how impossible it is to be your sister? It's more impossible to be yours. I like that Al I like the construction. I love the twin thing because I love seeing Allison have to hear how she was perceived by everybody when she was so closed in in her own head. Yes. And it's like, yes, you are the one who is um by the numbers kind of the 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 more admirable, the more noble twin. Yes. But you two are actually just equally fucked up in like completely opposite of spectrum ways where in her grief for the death of your mother and your father, like emotionally checking out, Lennon went full extroversion to cover up the pain, and you went full introversion to not deal with the pain with mm -hmm. Allison. So they're doing the exact thing in just opposite ways, and because they're teens, this is where I forgive the show for them not having for them having horrible communication skills. They have this fight that we see unfold over like time jumps in the bathroom at the party, where they're basically finally laying all the chips on the table. Like, Dad loves you more. It's hard to be your sister. No, it's hard to be your sister. And I was like, why don't you guys just fucking say what you mean to each other? Like, get the note behind the note and give it to each other. And it's like, no, they're teens. Why? Like, I'm not saying teens are not emotionally intelligent, but I will forgive them for not being the most proficient emotional communicators in the heat of conflict. So I was like, okay, these shitty decisions feel very authentic in the context of teenagers. That's how I feel. I feel like the reason why these teens can be annoying is because they're actually teens. Because they're teens. Um, and it, which brings me to the frame story, right? Because yeah. it, it opens with... Allison playing Lennon, coming back to Hawaii after a year, opening her closet door and seeing blood sprawled across it that says, I know what you did last summer. At the closing, it's revealed- And a that, goat head. Well, no, the goat head is revealed at the end. Oh, you're right. And it's and that's after we have met- Well, no, it's not. Okay, so that's episode two. But I will say, so there's a goat head and, and mm -hmm. also like a very- She's returned home. Everybody's like, what are you doing back? She hasn't really talked to anybody. There's this aggressive lady that lives at her dad's house or that works <laughs> at her dad's house. Yes. I mean, and, and Chelsea, and, who cleans and harasses people. Just, her, yeah, just that is her. Who whole is thing. Riley's mom? That's Riley's mom. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, so we have our cast of characters, and they've now introduced some parents, which means that, okay, this is like Riverdale Gossip Girl, everything where we're going to have to get to know some adults too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and the dad, who is like the intersection of every attractive actor of that age like in the working actor category in Hollywood if you took every attractive actor and then gave him a flat iron that yeah. would be dad I'm like why is your hair so straight <laughs> it's 2021 you're in a humid climate you're in sir. Hawaii <laughs> come on dude let it go <laughs> let it, let it what go are you, what are you doing I think an, an important thing to touch upon I, I, I didn't realize until I kind of watched the scene back a couple times that Lennon tricks um, Dylan 
into thinking she's Allison. Yes, thank you for Or, in the alternative universe, she didn't trick him. He just knew she was Lennon and knew he wanted to fuck Allison, so he fucked her twin because it was the closest he could get. Because she does give him drugs, and everybody knows Lennon's like a drug addict, and Allison ostensibly is like almost straight edge. He should have recognized it. Yeah, he didn't but wanna. What he sh- didn't wanna. In episode one, what the show wants us to believe, because they show his facial reactions when he puts two and two together, that Allison, yeah. that the person he just slept with was actually Lennon and not mm-hmm. Allison, and he looks just really crushed. Sucks so yeah. bad. And he offers he offers a shot to Allison with Lennon standing there, and Lennon's like, Allie doesn't drink. And that's when he realizes, oh fuck, I slept with the twin who uses and uh, not the twin who's sober. Which is the one that I, uh, the one that I want to have sex with, even though I can't tell them apart. Like I'm sad and that I had sex with Allison's sister when I wanted to have sex with Allison, even though I cannot delineate between the two. And Allison serves full Britney Spears stronger, like whatever, walks away. I love that very music yeah. video. It looks like the same thing. I will also say we don't know for sure that they had sex in episode one. That's the other thing that they kind of walk around for a show well, that shows Lennon so much. Lennon does yell it. Lennon yells it at her in one of the flashbacks, she but do does. you think she might, do you, that, were you wondering what I'm she saying. was lying? When you don't see the body in a horror movie, it means that person's not dead yet. In this show that shows you full on dick, like, by the way, guys, at this party is a dick peeing. Like, you see yeah. all of it. In a, show, in a show that's not afraid to show you everything, it's interesting to me, and this is all I will leave you with, like, to speculate. It's interesting to me that we never actually saw what the sex was we see him putting we see him buttoning his pants. We don't know how far they took it. We don't know what was exchanged or said. We don't know if he actually knew it was Lennon. Like yeah. there are a lot of questions about what happened in that room, mm-hmm. but Allison assumes, and then Britney Spears strongers her way out that door. Well, and then, and, but then, so do you think then in the bathroom confrontation that they have where Lennon walks in and Allison's like, you fucked him. And he's like, I fucked him. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I fucked lots of people. Not like you were ever gonna do it. Yes, I was. We were literally just talking about it. Yeah. And then you pussied out, just like you do with everything. This is life. But Lennon would say that. Okay, so you think she was? You think she, she was, would drive her twin was... crazy? She's a sociopath. <laughs> she's Mary Kate. Come on. She's the. She's up to no good. She well, I do, but I do. I did sincerely believe her in that because, like, she was doing it for fun because that's fun for her. Yeah. But she also, when she's like, maybe now you can finally move on, which she says to her the line twice in that scene, maybe you can maybe finally you move on with your life now. You're right, she does. And she's like, well, maybe you can finally move on with your life. Like, this is. I do believe this is in addition to her just wanting her liking to terrorize people, her choosing violence always. I do think Lennon's fucked up backdoor way of trying to help her sister was like, well, now you can just stop giving a shit because I've b- betrayed you and he had sex with me so just move on it's like not that romantic or cool like just move on so we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see and yeah i i think that the there i feel like if the if the first episode doesn't jibe with you i do not think subsequently the show really reflects fully what is given to you in the first episode i think it's kind of ham fisting it a little bit i think it's sort of going above and beyond to it's 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 doing the most in in episode one with its gen z attitude and I did not find that to be a through line, actually, in what I've seen in the next couple. So I find that everything after that is much more grounded. Yes. Uh, although I have, I do love all of these excess elements. I love extra. Yes. And there are, there will be moments of extra that follow. I, I this this first episode is so much that it's almost too much. But it, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and after that, it really does kind of like find its footing. And then we know that London is about to go off to college at University of Michigan. Allison was just going to stay home. So Lennon's about to jet off to college, leaving the mystery and the murder behind. And then that will lead us into episode two. See you there. Goodbye.